0: Those brains, when they are young, Mm -hmm. that's when you get them.
1: Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 128, entitled Mass Formation Part 1. These have been a ridiculous past 18 months, no matter who you are. No matter what you believe about COVID, the behavior of many has been surprising, erratic, and quite honestly a bit illogical. The reason behind that is a phenomenon called mass formation. You may have heard the more layman term, mass hysteria. That's what we'll be talking about this evening. Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you would, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about?
2: No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are... Uh, great, but you feel alone. They're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone. Well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans twelve fifteen, which states, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk to model rejoicing and mourning. And then we hit the main topic. So while it may not be twelve fifteen in Rome, we are treating it like it is.
1: lunchtime
2: in Rome.
0: Rome. Guys, I'm back. Hi, Chris. What's up? Hi. Chris is back and you're gonna be in trouble. Alright. I I used to love that song. That Um, makes
2: sense. Chris is (laughs) back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I've had an interesting week and um, I'm gonna mix it up here today. I'm gonna listen to this. I'm gonna go bad, good, bad. Okay. Alright. So, my first bad is that I was sick last week, and yeah, and I think you, you guys alluded to that or mentioned it or whatever. No, but uh, thanks for thanks for praying for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just one of the worst stomach bugs that I've had since I was like I don't, I don't even know how many years. Um, just I thought it went away and it came back and blah 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 and you you guys know the story. But it's it was just a, an annoying annoying stomach bug that really set me back so that obviously is bad it's bad to be sick right the good is oh my goodness have i rebounded like i was so excited to get back to life (laughs) like everything that i've been doing has been such a joy i'm just like i'm (laughs) loving it i know that it's gonna fade a little bit at some point but but right now, man, everything. Whether so it's
2: kind of like when you're throwing up, throwing up, throwing up, and you see a commercial for Ritz crackers, and you're like, what I wouldn't do for a Ritz cracker right now. Except the Ritz cracker is life. <laughs> <laughs> life
0: is a Ritz cracker, yes. Or life is a box of chocolates. I don't know, but it's something good. Because, yeah, I am just everything. Work, m- music stuff. You know, worship Rehe- team, rehearsing all of and, it. in in no in, air conditioning, in ninety degrees. You Even singing the joys of that last night. <laughs> but once we got going, it was like, hey, I'm just right. glad to be here. You know, right. So that's how I'm feeling about everything right now. I am just glad to be here, and that's a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. And then my bonus bad, just to throw this in there, and this this is the this is what I would really say is my bad is um, work's going great. One annoying thing, school buses, guys school buses. Mm. Can I tell you there is some sort of shortage on school bus drivers. Yep. Yep. And I am not judging. I know people have reasons for doing or not doing this or that. So it's not about like I'm angry at those school bus drivers. But the situation is we just don't have enough of them. Mm -hmm. And so the drivers that we have are stretched really thin and they're, you know, their 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 bus routes are long. So guess what happens? We are there forever at the end of the day uh, with no the end, end of in sight. The day. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, here's uh, for example. What, our, what company do you use? Oh, uh, you know what? It's a good thing I don't know because I don't want to throw anybody under no, the bus. There isn't a school <laughs> bus company in the
2: country that is in tax. I know. Is it New Hampshire? Yeah. They're
0: using the National
2: Guard really? oh. to be bus drivers.
0: Wow. Nice. Oh, I thought they were just like driving kids in tanks and stuff.
2: No, <laughs> they're keeping kids out.
0: Put a fence up around the school. Right, so we're sorry. done at like 325, right? Even if the buses were like, you know, and this happens 10. occasionally, especially at the beginning of the year. You know, you're getting Figuring used the route. to Out. Yes. You know, the kids aren't used to which bus to get on yet. Everything's new. Oh, so we stay after school a little bit and we help and that's fine. When it is, we're 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 nearing three and a half weeks of school now mm-hmm. and everything is still like every In day, clubs. 20 minutes late. Mm-hmm. So if we're lucky, 15 minutes late. Yep. Every single mm-hmm. day and thankfully i think there's going to be there's a light at the end of the tunnel and we're going to figure it out and our administrators are awesome and they're going to try to help you know balance something but but it's all like right now there's no great answer and it's just really frustrating
2: well and at 15 minutes you're like okay it should only be five more minutes maybe could right be. could right. be 15 more minutes
0: could be you don't know right and that's at the end of a you know a full work day. and Damn. that's barely part of your job oh right and yet it's it's like the most annoying thing by far, 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 far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Oh, can I throw in a food thing real quick? Yes, you need to. All right. Super simple. Just did it tonight for the first time in about two years. French press coffee. Oh. Anybody else a fan? I love French press coffee. Yeah. Nice. We got into it when we were, we did a little more camping a couple of years ago. We haven't been there for it's a the while. It's the best way to make coffee when you're a yeah. Oh so Yeah, we're like, hey, we can't take our, our Keurig, so what are we going to do? So we were like, okay, we looked up French press. We can do this. This is simple. Boil mm-hmm. some coffee, throw in some grounds, do it. Mm-hmm. Haven't done it in a couple years. Decided to do it this evening. It went very well. If anybody who hasn't had a fresh print, Fre- fresh prints. Fresh prints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. French not there. press um it makes a very bold smooth cup of coffee yes it does and um i'm a little jittery from her. i'm telling you man it's that's a strong cup of coffee yeah. i'm ready to go <laughs> <laughs> but it was delicious you don't have the case of the sleepies all right um <laughs>
2: not yet wait till like 45 minutes from now <laughs> yeah. his, his
3: head's like hanging off
2: the mic uh
3: yeah so uh bad this week still waking up with mags mm. um we do have a plan we're gonna we're gonna
1: <laughs> you sounded very convinced in your plan we have a plan we're
3: gonna continue on putting the band-aid on it for right now um but that's fine it's fine we have a plan and that's what and that that's not my good but that's that is good that is the good part of the bad bad that, that i do see a light at the end of the tunnel
1: and we have a plan a lot of tunnels. And, and, I'm, and i'm hopeful i will give you yeah, a, got a, a lot of, yeah. lot I of will, traveling i will give you chalupa to come over. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I've got an idea, give her too. nightmares.
0: What if I like hide in the closet with a mask? Nope. And every time Stop. she crawls out nope. of bed, I scare her back into bed. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, a, it's a foolproof it plan. It can't... Nothing can go wrong. Why
2: would you put on a mask? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah.
0: But yeah, there's that.
3: Uh, the good is um, Maggie is healthy. We just had her three-year checkup, and everything is good. She's healthy. She's on track in terms of uh development and all that so that's awesome and
2: we are truly blessed with a, a very healthy little girl and it's awesome and it's a relief even though there's no marker that anything is wrong right and i assume you're a little bit like me and then you're still like mm. oh yeah totally more so on like the development
3: side because i'm like you know like she's a little wild and crazy but you know everything seems normal
1: you know so it's a relief yeah she's um, a, she's a very healthy individual
3: yeah Absolutely. Strong willed, um, which is good. Uh, and 99th percentile, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, my food uh, this week is I made a pork tenderloin. I dusted it with some garlic salt and some pepper and then put yellow mustard all over it. And then I sous vide it. And it was fine. Like, Brian, you had it. It was fine like you know, it was, it's not going to be your food for this to this no. week I can tell you that uh, <laughs> but it was fine um
2: how was, was it? it well first of all you said you dusted it with salt pepper garlic garlic salt then put the mustard on yeah huh. i mean like i would have put the mustard on first then the salt pepper garlic sure i don't even know if it really would have mattered I don't know that it does. It's just an interesting thought because the salt pepper garlic sticks to the mustard.
3: Yeah, but it all and like you
2: sous vide it, so it's just all And there's no like bark on it. And well, I think that's what
3: no. the right, and that that Cuz you sous vide it. Right. And that wasn't a surprise. Did you reseason
2: before you seared?
3: I didn't sear. So like that's the thing. Like it's just sous vide, so like it's not it's not it's not yeah. anything that I wasn't expecting. It's just like Yeah, pork. I'm not going to do this you
0: again. You just had pork.
2: Right, I just had pork. It, it
3: was, was good. Fine. Yeah, it was fine.
2: moist. Yeah, right. I'm sure it was darn right wet. Right. It, it yeah, it was moist. Mm-hmm. Eric,
0: hey. sous vide addiction is nothing to to take lightly. <laughs> We're gonna get you some help.
2: <laughs> He's like, I'm sous water.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've sous vide some hard boiled eggs. I'll tell you that. That's a good one. Um, that makes sense.
2: Interesting. I forgot yeah. about that.
3: Yeah, you don't even have to use a bag. You just put the eggs in. Take, I forget what I think it's 167 to 45. Uh, 167 <laughs> degrees for 45 minutes, and you
2: got yourself a good hard-boiled egg. Do you then put them in an ice bath or no? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read that's actually what helps the peeling. If you get a good I've, hard ice bath.
3: I've oh. read that it helps the the yolk color. Mm,
2: well, that keeps it from overcooking.
3: Right. So, if like yeah, right, because if you leave it in the hot egg, it's just going to keep keep cooking. Yeah. Get that so,
0: green yolk. Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. Comment if you too look forward to taking 45 minutes to sous get you a hard royal date. Uh, <laughs> that I is no, slow, hard. We
3: just, just do a dozen. And then, right. you, and well, then you put true. them in the fridge. It's, that's it's, the way we it's do it. Set it and leave it. You, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, set it and leave it. You know? yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For 45 minutes.
3: That's sous vide life, man. You just set it and leave <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm going to get you that shirt. Sous vide life.
0: Hi, Brian.
1: Hey. Uh, so my, I'm going to start with bad because they're both just talk about first world problem, bad, Mm. first world problem, bad. Um, I also had a touch of whatever you had last week, not as bad as you had it, but like my energy was gone. And, um, and then it rebounded throughout the rest of the week. And, but I went and played hockey Friday and it was our championship. It was our you know playoffs and then championship. Yeah, and that's one of my goods is is we won. And I had a championship weekend. Just Murraysville gave us a, like a, a almost like a Stanley Cup. They've never done that before, so we got to like take the cup. That was cool. It was it was a lot of fun. But but I was so exhausted playing on and and like we played one game and we won. And I was like, oh man, like it's the championships and. I, I didn't know if I could make it. Like, honestly, honest to goodness, oh, right, uh, the yeah. first game, I, I made like three saves. I was like, man, I, I can't. I can hardly stand. So that was kind of weird. Not really a bad. But, you know, uh, Maybe it makes, it, it makes you want to be wonder. Yeah. You want to be. And, like I, I, like, your and I kind of didn't enjoy. Yes, yeah, I kind yeah. of didn't enjoy hockey. And winning, like, I was so tired afterwards when we won the cup yeah, and won the championship that, like, I was just like, I just want to get into the locker room and sit down and... Yeah, you were like,
3: robbed of the fun of it. Kind you of know, a little like, bit, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, there's a lot worse things in yeah, the world right, right now. sure. But, but still,
3: dude, like, you do a lot of hockey and, like, that's yeah. your thing. Right, and we you won the
1: championship it. and it was almost kind of like a blur. Um, yeah, wow. But then it wasn't. Uh, and then t- this, this morning I was telling Eric, before we came on, I had a, I was going to be, I was doing an all day training. And so like in lieu of going on site somewhere, um, I worked with this company today to just do a virtual, you know, kind of a virtual on site look at the system and everything. And so this was nine 15 when, when I was supposed to start the meeting and get on, um, it was like eight 35 and I realized my computer is a little laggy cause I, you know, just kind of put it into Sleep last night. I woke it up, and it was being a little laggy. So, like, well, let me just do a restart. Major update, uh, and it was nine forty-five until I was able to actually uh, start this meeting. Mm. Like the the computer, it just it just updating, 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 and it was like, I, I I've never had that happen to me before in a moment where I needed to you know do something mm-hmm. like that. The company is pretty cool, you know, very cool about it. Um,
0: Automatic updates with no like choice are so frustrating
1: yeah like it and there wasn't sometimes there's even a little remind me later yeah right right right. there there was nothing it was just like i shut it down and i was like and i was like updating i was like oh man because i've had those updates happen before but they've never been in a time where you know i've had to do something so and then the computer came back on and my desktop my desktop was up but I could not open a program like it's like I'm just sitting there looking at my desktop like, oh, it's all here for me. Nothing's happening. And it was just my computer is a little bit older anyways. So my good would be I had a fantastic weekend starting with the, the the championship. I had a great night. And a great weekend. Uh, I had a fun time with Joe and Leah this weekend. Um, we, we did a fire over at your house on, on Saturday night, which I had a lot of fun at. And then they took me home afterwards. But before we went home, we went up to the high school and threw discs. It was like midnight. We were just throwing discs up at the field. Uh, and <laughs> then awesome. they came over swimming on Sunday, just, you know, Joe and Leah. And then Abby came up. Um, and, and it was just, it was a really, really fun time. Just a great time. Um and I made ribs this weekend, but before I get into my ribs, which is my food, but before I get into that, one of my highlights, one of my, and this might be one of my greatest highlights of Abby's life. Um, we were eating the ribs that I'm going to talk about here, which I want you to comment on. Yep, yep. Um, but there's this like wasp, right? Or this hornet that was was buzzing around. And so I went and got some, some off and sprayed it and it fell on the ground. It was writhing. Um, and it's just laying there and Ethan's like, somebody, somebody should... Move that cause somebody. Somebody, I was like, "Why don't you do it? Why don't you man up and do it?" He's like, "I'm not doing." And the next thing I know, Abby picks it up and like with her hand and throws oh. it. In the- <laughs> she throws it into the-, <laughs> into the grass, and she's like, "Well, if you're not going to be a man about it, I will." <laughs> Did she say that? She literally said that. Ah,
2: that's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to be a man about it, I will. <laughs> so that made my heart very glad. And we then we ate ribs, which I made. Which my rib game, I think, um, is is gotten a lot better and i'm really happy with it and i want to hear your thoughts jay on that yeah
2: he called me and so i texted me and said hey stop by i want to give you some ribs which you know
1: i would much rather (laughs) i would much rather
2: be critical of my own ribs you know than having to give a critique on anybody else's ribs so it was a lot of pressure and i felt bad i was excited and nervous and everything else and my first bite like i i texted brian about it i took a bite i'm like he didn't cook them long enough and how am I going to tell him he didn't cook them long enough? <laughs> but it was just like a, it was like a more of a gristle piece because then the rest was perfect. Cause then I'm thinking oh, they're just going to fall right off the bone. It was a perfect tug. It was good. It was not good. It was a perfect cook on the ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, you cooked them in the oven, finished them on the grill. Mm-hmm. Certainly or not on the grill, but on the charcoal yeah. grill. So no, super good. Co- now did you, you didn't coat them before you put them on the grill.
1: Correct. I did. No. What? So I did um, seasonings. Uh, So salt, pepper, uh, paprika, chili powder, and some cayenne pepper. I think that's what I added. And then I did um, that. I did honey, like actual honey and mustard together. I combined those and, and, you know, spread that on. And then I put brown sugar on top of that and then covered everything in foil, baked it, um, I think 275 for like two hours, two and a half hours, something like that. Took that off and then I put it on the on the grill and then like within with like I don't know ten minutes left before I took it off the charcoal grill, I did some barbecue sauce. So Huh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't think you did. So that's the only thing it was missing was more maybe a heavier bark on the outside. Okay. Because it, it seemed like to me, mm-hmm. hey, you cooked them and that was that. So that's the only thing I would add without was, like seasonings and stuff. No, I knew there were seasonings mm-hmm. in there. It wasn't overpowering. You could have used more, mm-hmm. but it was it was the best cooked rib I've had, including my own, in a very long time. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, being that you finished on the charcoal, I would ex- I would expect it more char. Gotcha. That's all. Because which if you have a high sugar base in your sauce, mm-hmm. that'll char it up. Okay. And that's me being as brutally honest as I can. I appreciate that without being a jerk. Absolutely. Or without being. That's uh, what I wanted. Right. right.
1: And so I no, appreciate that we did this on air. Yeah, and where did you get the ribs? Uh, they were Aldi spare ribs. Oh wait, it was either Aldi or Sam's Club. Uh, just yeah, the not not the baby backs, just the big slab. You know, I think they were spare ribs. Pork. Yeah, did you trim the? Yeah, I tried to. I don't know how do you how do you take that like the silver, the silver skin? skin? Yeah, like that's a it's it's frustrating.
2: Not, either, not once you get it, you get it, or or it, you just don't. Right. Sometimes the silver skin is mm-hmm. like no. Yeah. Like we're just gonna stay on here, or we're gonna just splinter yeah sometimes yeah. you pull it and it's like yeah and you're like so oh, that was awesome. definitely yeah. did not do that yeah. so good rips very Thank good rips actually um for me what's good is two things i'm gonna go two goods oh, good. one is i got a an, a text today encouraging me from an old i want to say friend but he's rich defazio's my brother-in-law's best friend lives down in houston um You know, we both belong to the club that nobody wants to belong to. I lost a child to cancer. He lost a wife to cancer. Hmm. And it was it was two sentences. God put you on my heart. Keep doing (coughs) keep being the unique blessing you are to so many. Hmm. And we I mean, we don't talk very ever. You know what I mean? Like when we see each other, it's at a graduation party. It's like, hey, what's up? We had a really deep conversation at Mia's graduation party. But it was just really nice that he he shared that with me. And actually, I had been thinking about him, but I didn't say that because then that looks like I was like, oh, I was just thinking about you, too. <laughs> um, so that was nice to get blessed out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, number two was wedding weekend. Um, I did a wedding Saturday and then a rehearsal Saturday afternoon. The wedding Saturday was at our church. Very small. The rehearsal was at this the Grand Estates at Hidden Acres. Uh, Out in like Freeport But in the middle of nowhere It is a hidden acre Mm -hmm. I've been there Yeah Brian's actually been there
1: Water And Hmm? Water Or for something else Um, Amanda and Michael's wedding We've had them both as guests They've got married out there
2: Oh cool So uh, It was just fun And it was a tale of two crowds Uh, Like I said Maybe 30 people Saturday And it was great Because Ethan did the sound For that again Mm -hmm. And once again It was a little less than traditional So (laughs) Literally They gave him no music and he's the guy doing the sound. All right. And so now Ethan has done two weddings where he had to come up with the music for the wedding, the day of the wedding. Wow. From the sound booth, and he's getting much better at it. Mm-hmm. And he knows what wedding music sounds like now and Yeah, he did a nice job with that. It was it was good. His volume control was much better this one than last one, and it was it was just fun. And what was interesting was the 30 person wedding, like I said, which was much different. Man, did I get a ton of positive feedback. And I could tell as I'm doing the sermon and talking, like people are looking at me and everything else, and the Sunday wedding is ridiculously <laughs> fancy. I yeah. mean it's a big money wedding, and it was just lots young of, of young professionals, lots of silverware. yeah, well, I'm talking the actual <laughs> wedding itself, <laughs> right. and I mean i'm I'm doing my thing and I'm saying my stuff, and they're they're all just like,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. F this guy. <laughs>
2: Uh and there was one woman. (laughs) there was one woman bless her heart like i always say i wish certain people could hear my inner monologue when i preach or when i speak because this one woman was just so ridiculously dressed it's all i'll say and i'm sorry to the wedding party you know if you actually listen to this but i was like i have to ask her like it's a joke, right? Like <laughs> you really didn't want to do this.
3: Somebody getting ready for the right?
0: Met Gala. I envision, no. <laughs> and you don't have to say, but I envision big hat, poofy sleeve. I'm type just gonna thing. go dark,
2: or not enough clothing. Dark we could go either no, way. No, just dark. <laughs> like you, maybe a Guar concert.
0: Oh, 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 yeah. it, oh was, I see. it was it wow. was very
2: out there, and and then there I am in the middle of the ceremony, and I'm like, oh, nobody seems to be reacting. What is up with that girl? <laughs> <laughs> you bubble, uh, this thing going. What's next? Got the rings? Got the rings? I Wonder if she meant to wear them. No, could she have been somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. Do you take you know? Uh, my bad is my throat. Probably since the beginning of volleyball, I would say every two to three days I cycle on and off, and it's just. It just hurts, and its I've never had a sore throat without being sick, mm-hmm. and I'm not the least bit sick. Allergies? Post-nasal drip? Who knows? No, I have no drip. Mm. It's just I really think it's overuse. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll pop a couple vitamin C drops, take a couple turmeric, turmeric, whatever you want to call it, and ibuprofen well, here or there. You've been known to talk in a few places at a few times. Yeah, and it's so funny because it'll be just about better and then I'll we'll have volleyball practice and the girls are just slow and I've got to encourage and I'm like, eh, man, mm-hmm. we're going to ruin it for the next two days. Mm-hmm. Right. So it could be some form of laryngitis. I don't know. But I mean, again, couldn't be less sick. Top notch, healthy, mm. everything else. Just annoying. Sure. Um, yeah. So sore throats suck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank they you. Uh, Food wise, uh, took my boy Joe to lunch today and rather than having lunch in Oakland we went to Kelly O's nice mm-hmm. down on the strip which Love was, Kelly uh, O's. famous for being on guys uh, diners drive-ins and dives and they're always good it's a great restaurant I mean it's a little pricey because it's in the strip whatever else but like today I had the protein breakfast which was three eggs and a meat unbelievable bacon that was eight bucks whatever they're making money so bad. yeah I can, you can spend more but it, they were so top-notch today. Well, I mean, they must have had like a meeting because like, we walked in the door and we were greeted and said, take any table you want. And I made a funny joke, and he's like, ha, oh, that's a funny joke. And, <laughs> and then the waitress came and she was great. And another waitress, came. I mean, it was just everybody was hustling. And I was like, Man, yeah, the, you know, it's those times where I really wish I kind of owned a restaurant because I'd be like, That's what I want to do. I want to own that restaurant and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made sense. Mm-hmm. I was happy to be there. They were happy I was there. They performed a service, mm-hmm. I paid
1: them money. Right. It makes sense. Doesn't it, it doesn't feel good and make your emotions feel great when things make sense. It does. But conversely,
2: sometimes this world does not make sense. And uh, we stumbled across a interview with a guy who described this. And that's sort of where we're going both this week and at least next week. Uh, we may stumble into a third week. I'm not sure. But the the world has turned for lack of a better term, upside down in 18 months. Not not that all the governments of the world and all the systems in place were operating perfectly, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're not. I mean, they've never been perfect. Yeah. But I would think anybody across the political spectrum would say the past 18 months have been less than predictable and,
1: uh, shall we say, orderly i feel like mm-hmm. this i feel like it's the black mirror it's this event has caused humanity to be what they've always been but has has revealed it in a way that is completely transparent now i feel like that's with our institutions like i look at our institutions in this country and i'm like oh yeah that stuff was always there it's just up to 11 now and it's you know just it's really exposed a lot of things that probably were there under the surface a lot, a long time but are now just accentuated well, that's interesting
2: because I've always said that money, drugs, fame, and tragedy do not change you. They make you more of what you are. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what you're saying here. Right. You take the added pressure and tragedy mm-hmm. of a pandemic, and it has exposed every institution to a degree mm-hmm. to be what it is. Right. Uh, Eric and Chris, any input on whether or not this is a mad, mad world?
3: Yes. And I will say, um, my experience has been things things just don't make sense to me. I will look at data and numbers, and then I turn on the TV and I see things that just don't add up, and it just it doesn't make sense. And then I feel like I can't talk to certain people about certain things because I will make them angry and i don't want to do that cuz i don't i don't want to make anybody angry or make anybody feel that they're they're dumb or and i don't want to feel dumb you know but you know there's been times through this whole thing where like am i the crazy one? like am i the crazy one here? and i look at i look i relook at the data i'm like i i'm not crazy like i'm looking at literal data and i'm i'm a little bit of a data nerd i know how to look at data and find out you know what things really are and what's true and what's not like we have to do that at work we have to cut through the bs and get to here's what the issue is and sometimes we have moments that are we have to have those tough conversations and i feel like there's some tough conversations that really really need to be had but people are just too afraid to suck it up and be honest and and move forward in a way that is good for everybody instead of one narrative one one way, one way of thinking. And it's, it's really, it's been, it's been a tough 18 months. Like, you know, it's kind of caught up to me and it's really, it really has impacted me, even though like I've, I feel like I'm better off than a lot of people. You know, I have all the support I could ever want in my life. I have a great family and everybody's healthy and, you know, we've, we've made it through really great, but there, there has been so much, uncertainty and just just things that I've seen that just don't make sense. And and people are dying on hills that I don't think, and I'm not talking about dying of COVID, they're dying on, on hills
2: that are just untrue.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And aren't necessarily worth dying over. Right, exactly. And I, before we go further, if anybody's going, are they going there? And, you know, maybe their butts puckering a little wondering where we are. What we're saying is this has had an emotional toll. On everybody and it hasn't had to mm-hmm. and that this the way the world collectively and individually has reacted has left more and more people feeling alone than it had to and so that's what we're looking at in the next week so we're not here to make a commentary on who's right who's wrong yeah. everything else um, just to give you that sort of peace of mind
0: yeah yeah and I would add you know even before COVID like just heading into it like just this this time period in our in our history you know we we and we've talked about this before how we've become divided in um more polarized right Tribalized. Just, things are yeah. yes more tribal more polarized um and it sort of has become like this perfect storm scenario yeah like that okay we're already geared to be on opposite ends of ideas and thoughts from other people and then here's this global pandemic that comes and it's it, it's almost it's like it fits right in almost like the right. people's reactions to it i should say we were already separated right in. In. Yeah, for we, so many other issues yes. like if
3: you're this then you think this 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 and this and, right. you, and you are anti this 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 and this right
0: and then this came along and now it's
3: even more right absolutely and
0: and and it's like well are you on this side or are you on that side right and so like i know we're you know we're heading toward that word hysteria when we you know like in the intro when brian mentioned mass hysteria um and and i'm sure we're gonna talk you know jay's gonna talk more about what that means and and all of us are gonna have that conversation but it's like like you said eric i'm fine Mm -hmm. my life is fine everything's fine and i think a lot of people in a lot of ways are fine but it's the reactions people are having to what they either hear on tv or what some you know they hear through the grapevine from somebody else that that just reactions are escalated and so like everybody's hot everybody's right. hot about something you And know? in
3: turn like then you feel alone because you feel like you can't say anything mm. you know in certain company right you know otherwise you're you know, you're viewed as that guy,
2: you know. And I think, you know, as we're looking at, is there a certain something going on? You know, have things, whether it's escalated or in fact, have they broken? Mm -hmm. You know, some of the things to look at are, Chris, you know, you just said, okay, so you're either in this camp and you believe this, 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 and you're over here in this camp and you believe this, 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 this. But what it is, is like, For me, I find myself, well, I'm not in either camp, and I believe this, this from this group, and this, this from this group. And for the masses, that's not okay. No, 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 you believe all of this. No, I don't. Yes, you do. What are we even talking about at this point? Right. That it's not okay to pick and choose and believe a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Right. That you're being forced into those groups. And Eric, your point is very, I don't want to say, self-perspective filled because you say you don't want to say anything. And Mm -hmm. so you end up feeling alone, Mm -hmm. which is true. You know, you're not supposed to talk religion or politics. And I said it like in in a joke from a sermon once I said, now you're not supposed to talk religion, politics, or pandemic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And that's kind of funny because for years it's only been religion and politics Mm -hmm. and people talk those anyhow, but now it is pandemic because if you do, it's not going to be a civil discourse. You're not, you're not having a civil conversation. And, for some people, they feel alone because they share, they're share. they afraid of sharing what they really believe mm-hmm. because they're going to be shouted down. Yeah. Well, others are saying what they really believe, mm-hmm. and they find great comfort in those who agree with them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But there is this intolerance or sadness when people don't agree with them, that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. okay so they are. They're not afraid of speaking their mind at all.
1: Yeah. One of the big problems is it's become so personal, you know, like you used to be able to talk to people and you could disagree vigorously and realize at the end of the day, you're still human beings that, you know, have, have a commonality. And now it's just like, if you don't agree with me, you've completely hurt my feelings. Um, You've dehumanized me. I'm not valid. And so therefore you become enemies, which is just really, really dangerous when you can't talk and debate man, that's, that's a tough place to be.
0: Can I mention also, and I, I think you know we've touched on some of these ideas before, but like most of the time, I, I, well, at least in my heart, I hope and I feel that it's most of the time. When you're talking to somebody face-to-face, mm-hmm. like you're ta- mentioning, Brian, it's so much easier, I think, to find that commonality. But we have begun to rely on social media, and I don't mean Keep to sound courage. like the old fogey who's like, oh, man. that Facebook and that mm-hmm. Instagram is evil. But it's just harder to have that civil discourse and to feel the other person's um, nuances yes, about what they're talking about. Yes, um, and it just becomes, again, polarized and angry. And yeah. well,
1: It's allowed us to dehumanize each other in a way that in in the history of man, we've never been able to do that. You've never been able to dehumanize somebody by sitting at your computer and stripping them and completely saying, I can say whatever I want, whatever vile thing that comes across my mind, I'm going to say it. And there's going to be no repercussions because in that realm of ether, there's no repercussions, but the cumulative has become what we have now. Mm -hmm. All of that intention, all of that anger, all of that no consequences is bringing a very real consequence to our societies. And that makes so many people feel
2: alone. And if we look to see more on a, macro you know we sort of talked about a micro level like as individuals we end up realizing boy people feel alone and i've been made to feel alone you've been made to feel alone but if we look at more societal or on a macro level there's different evidence that boy things are not logical right now things are out of the ordinary and people aren't making good decisions and one example i'll give i like to listen to dr drew dr drew pinsky uh he is both I mean, very much a physician, but he's also a public figure Mm -hmm. and he's been banned from YouTube because he's discussed uh, he has other doctors on and they've talked about therapeutics Mm -hmm. and ways to talk about covid without necessarily being a vaccine. And Mm -hmm. what I like about it is Dr. Drew is very pro vaccine. Mm -hmm. He is very, very pro vaccine, but he's been kicked off YouTube because he's talked about alternatives to vaccines. Mm -hmm. But even he said the other day in regards to something like ivermectin. He said, here's what I don't understand. He said, the FDA and CDC are in a position, he said, in the history of medicine, it is the individual doctor's job to make their mind up as to what is best for their patient. He said, the FDA, the CDC, they do not have the authority, nor do they have the role of advising. He goes, they can give statistics. They can give analysis. Mm -hmm. And he said, everything. Recommendations barely right barely and he has said never except for the last 18 months has that happened and so there's a guy who's Mm pro-vaccine but saying "Hey, government stay out of me and he said the doctors have capitulated yeah he goes now they won't go against fda guidelines recommendations or whatever else even if it's in the best interest so there's an example of why are doctors all of a sudden Mm -hmm. not doing what now and again for everybody that's listening or everybody that will listen we're not here to say what we believe right we're saying what we observe as being ridiculous Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yep any other macro examples
1: um kids that have disappeared from school you know over the past 18 months so many schools have gone online and then now you know we're working our way back and thank god for that because at the height you know really i think at the height of it i think it was i read the statistic in january or february but Basically, at that point, three million kids had completely disappeared from the school system across the United, just the United States. You know, where do those kids go? What are they being subjected to in their homes if they have parents that they're not, te- they're not being taught. They're, and that's just as heartbreaking to me that that's a statistic that nobody's really talking about. There's nobody advocating for that. And, you know, one of one of my concerns, I actually thought about this morning was what are all like we have all the entire world has been hyper focused on a disease and a vaccine, a disease and a vaccine. Think about all of the other causes that we have always ever been focused on that have been even on our periphery that have now gone by the wayside. Domestic abuse, drug like and some people were talking about this. But I mean, like drunk driving like what are the things that we are just not talking about not focusing on not putting our good intention on because we're so sucked into this covid machine that's heartbreaking to me and that's concerning to me and i think that we're going to see the ramifications of this for dozens and dozens of years that makes me feel sad that makes me feel alone for the people like those kids that you're just you are probably never going to see them again hopefully you do
0: yeah i'll jump in on the on the, yeah, you're, the school thing, yeah, you're just in that, you know, all the things you're, you're mentioning Brian. Um, and uh, like we said, on a macro level that, that so many people are being affected and it's, and whatever those causes are that we've sort of put off to the side. And it's not that we're not thinking about it. That there are still people, I mean, that sure. are working on those things, but it's maybe not to the same degree as before because there's like you said there's this new focus for kids Mm -hmm. every like for us it's 18 months and that's a long time for us for kids that 18 months could be a quarter of their life it's way way more influential on them and i'm not saying you know one thing great about kids is that they're flexible and so like i'm not even As worried, maybe, as some people about, like, oh, the kids have to wear masks at school, although that is super annoying, and we could talk about germs and da-da-da. But, okay, they roll with it, fine. But I'm talking about, like like you mentioned, the kids who have been out of school, kids who haven't had that education. Now, all of a sudden, they're 18 months behind. Mm -hmm. That is a huge chunk of, like, especially young kids, elementary education. Oh, my goodness. Now we are playing catch-up for a long time, and it's, you know... Educate, you know, psychologically speaking, for for kids, I mean, they're those brains when they are young. Mm-hmm. You, that's when you get them. You yeah. know, you can. I mean, they are they are into it. They are like sponges of knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. And to lose eighteen mo- like precious months is it's just frustrating. And again, no matter what side of issues you're on, it's just that that fact. It's Is frustrating, right? Yeah,
1: it's a reality. And and what are you gonna? I mean, what's what's the solution? I think about small business owners too. You know. Um, talk about people that right they they've they've small business owners it's always been a struggle i mean i've worked with so many business owners and watched so many you know so many business owners do what they've got to do to keep the wheels turning to keep bringing those you know creating those jobs and giving those paychecks out and the things that i've heard from small business owners over these last 18 months are just man it it, it's it's heartbreaking and i i really feel for for the people that are trying to make it work you know right now right before we got on here we're talking about like you know supply chain and and school bus drive or even on on the podcast talking about school bus drivers and um you know just just uh, thinking about these small business owners trying to keep it going they don't have workers and how they go home at night and lay their head down what's going through their heads you know Similar things that have always gone on, but like I, again, ramped up to 11 at this point.
0: It,
2: yeah, it has not been easy for anybody. If you look at, why does it not make sense? If you look at, and I, I read an article about, you know, where is the largest number of deaths from this disease? What age group has it occurred in? Like 70 and up, elderly. Correct. Yeah. By far and wide. Yeah. What is the number one topic in the last three months in regards to... Who we should, should protect. Not who but, we should protect. Vaccines. But schools. Schools. Yeah. Oh, right. Schools. schools. Kids. Yeah. Masking. Masking in schools. Schools. Masking in schools. Forget whether it works, whether it doesn't. Why are we hyper-focused right. on the kids when it's the seniors yeah. who are passing away? Because you know why? Well, it doesn't matter. See? See? Mm-hmm. I can stay on this side of things. But the point is, wait a minute. So, logically, this age group of people are dying. That should be the number one topic of how do we protect them? How do we take care of them? Okay. Mm -hmm. Who is barely affected statistically from a permanent basis of death and hospitalization? Mm -hmm. What age group is the least? Children. Right. All we talk about are the children. Mm -hmm. Now, the only way we do talk about the seniors is, well, what if little Jimmy brings it home and gives it to grandma? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that doesn't make sense, does Mm -hmm. it? And so we're not the only ones doing that. There is a guy who, like I said, we listened to, um, Matthias Matthias Desmet, Professor Matthias Desmet. He is a professor um, of clinical psychology with his PhD in statistics, statistics, as he says, Mm -hmm. at Ghent, G-H-E-N-T, University in Belgium. Uh, We have a link to
1: his interview. Feel free to listen to it yourself. He Uh, sounds like the Swedish chef from the Muppets because he's... From the Netherlands, I think, or something Dutch, or something.
2: He's well, okay. To me, a little more German to me, or a little I don't know. Actually, because he also sounds kinda, Middle Eastern. All kind of sounds, sounds like European. Something yes, I'll tell you that much. There it is. But he says that when the when the you know when the outbreak started, he started analyzing the numbers mm-hmm. because he this is, is a PhD in st- in statistics. And he said the reactions and the governmental reactions and the reactions of the people and the re- rea- and again, this ain't, this ain't no American. This guy's from Belgium, which means he's fancy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it also means he's not he wears American wooden shoes. centric. He, wears he wooden does shoes clogs. Thing. Thank yeah. you. But um, and he said it, the reactions and the behaviors were not matching the statistics. And then he talked to some colleagues and they were discussing this term, which is called mass formation that we would all describe or call as mass hysteria, that the world has gone hysterical. And it is it was like. It was like, oh, that's what it is mm-hmm. as I listen to this. And it really impacts emotional needs in being alone. And that's why we kind of wanted to go over it these next couple weeks, because it talks a lot about what happens when your emotional needs are not met as an individual, yeah. but certainly collectively as a society. Mm-hmm. And he said that there are four things that are absolutely essential for mass formation within a society. To take place. And the first of them is social isolation. Now, this is not during mass formation. This prepares one for mass formation. And we're going to break down each of the four, probably two tonight, two next week, and then go on from there. But would you guys agree? And what is your input on have people become over, let's say, the last 10 to 15 years more socially isolated?
3: yeah
0: yeah
2: absolutely it all started with social media
0: (laughs) yeah here we are again yeah back to social media and polarization because i think social media is an example of you're physically more isolated and polarization is you are sort of mentally and emotionally more isolated if depending on who you're having conversations with right very astute
1: yeah and like let's let's think about like right now it's really hard to think about anything other than covid or pre covid but what was happening before covid we had the 2016 election where trump just blew everything up the media went crazy there was just do you want to talk about starting to isolate and push and polarize i mean that that entire period before covid all all you saw was I mean, just the disintegration of, of a lot of these institutions. And I think that really did lay the groundwork um, in a lot of ways, at least in the United States, for right. the the, you know, the softening up or the hardening up, whichever way you want to go. Of when this particular disease took place and started to overtake our thoughts, we'd already been divided in a way that really, as, a, as an American society, we'd never really experienced before. I mean, you could, like, not, we just celebrated the 20th anniversary of 9 11. 9 12 was one of the greatest moments of unity that, our, that I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, Congress singing God Bless America on the steps together as one, everybody, both parties, everybody's out there and then from that point you, you you we you just continue to see the dev- but then the, the the previous 4 years was just this bomb into the culture uh, and and just it was it's sad, it was sad to watch it disintegrate then and then even over the past 18 months to just almost see like it's almost been like a coup de gras to me mm-hmm. you know so yes we were preparing for that isolation even before covid hit and i would even go even
3: go back even further and just even take social out and just say the media just in general like so divisive it, it really is and I remember seeing this video of over time since cable news network started
1: like the 24 hour news cycle yes yeah, like ju- CNN yeah. Fox
3: mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter what side mm-hmm. but ever since that started mm-hmm. you can see votes in like Congress like get more separate more red more blue more red more blue and how just truly separated it is and that impacts everybody, like, and that's what you're talking about, Chris, or mm-hmm. we were talking about before of, like, if you vote this way, that means you're for this and against this, and if you vote this, you know, so but, there's that that separation and that isolation as well.
2: But that Well, that speaks to division, but right. are we as individuals more socially isolated?
3: Well, my point being is, like, it goes back to what I talked about at the beginning of, well, I can't talk about that, mm-hmm. so I'm going to isolate myself from these people because I don't really want to be around them because... <laughs> Uh, if I s if I mention something, if I mention like some kind of topic that is
2: So you're saying your pool to be not alone has gotten smaller.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. And that was even before COVID. Right. You no, know, no, no. like that's what we're saying, right.
3: before COVID. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think to that point, yes, you had the starting to polarize people on political issues, religious issues, cultural issues. But then to fill that void, we turn to football. We turn to like things that aren't substantial on in the long run. So we could no longer really begin to discuss the things that really matter about life mm-hmm. on a um, rational level with each other. We just, we started to just, you know, entertain ourselves with things that in the, in the end are meaningless. And so, and I think that that was a major blow to where, where we're, why we're, where we are at today is again, it was the softening up, isolating each other. Like you said, on an individual, I don't want to speak out. I don't want to get into conflict with this person. Why do you have to go into that? I, with into that interaction with a loved one, with a friend already being on the defensive. Like, I can't, I can't argue this because it'll get heated. And then we're going to be angry at each other. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, It's a giant conspiracy to make you feel alone on that personal level by not allowing us to really discuss the things that matter.
2: And I agree. And I want to come back to Chris's point, because it really is, I think, a lot of social media in that you are physically alone. You're sitting at home on your phone. You're at your work on your computer. And all you see is the best of everybody else's life. Vacations and kids. you also see people being obliterated mm-hmm.
0: mm. or the angriest of people or yeah. the angriest of people. So and so destroys. And so
2: and as I as I do weddings every time I do a wedding I say that the key to not being alone is a relationship and people say you know well uh, that's when I feel most alone are in my relationships because they're not authentic mm-hmm. and because you're not really being open and honest and vulnerable because you know they may jump you down your throat and so we are socially literally isolated Mm -hmm. there's very few people that we can really be real in front of we as a collective society of individuals not we here sure we're very much the anomaly uh in this room of having people that we can just be real with and so therefore that isn't that isn't um akin that isn't um only indicative of people in the united states right that is a worldwide issue of the amplification of fame the the amplification of self and so oh you got to get yours and you got to be famous and you got to get likes and all the mm-hmm. dopamine rushes that come from all that when that still small voice inside your head says you're a fraud mm-hmm. and so you actually feel alone in your own skin because you're trying to put your best face out there
1: imposter syndrome if you will mm-hmm. uh lunch or uh, faith community church sermon last weekend yeah and and so to 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 bring it that's that's to the point that you made, point number one about how mass formation is a precursor for mass formation, and I think that we've
2: laid a very good case. And for what how happened, that happened? If we give a spoiler alert, once we have the pandemic, what did we have? Lockdowns and quarantine. Right. So you're not only Physical socially isolation. alone; you are physically isolated. All the way up to Australia, where right their now, one
1: today. premier said, "If you are out and you see your neighbor, do not speak to them." Well, and and they've also huh, talked about authoritarianism they've also said because now they've started to rally they've started to you know get out and demonstrate in the streets like sydney is you know not on fire because they're not necessarily violent but people are out they're pissed and And, they're out and and the the all the governing officials are saying if if you're if you're if you know your dad's going to go out and do that you 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 need to report him like they're doing that right you're
2: alone within your own family right right so Number one, we can agree. And if you're listening, maybe you agree, maybe you, maybe you disagree. But I can't imagine anyone that's saying, oh, I felt more socially connected. Whatever. <laughs> Number two, a lack of meaning in life. Again, overall, in general, that people don't really have a lack of meaning. I think one of the first places we can go to that is the diminishment or the, the development of this postmodern society with which we live, that God has been placed very much, and again, Christian's doing a podcast, not a Christian podcast. I don't care. Forget. Just, just put God out there. That God is as least relevant, I would say, across the globe than God has been, and who knows how long. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it postmodernism and mm-hmm. society. Well, God gives you purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam Carolla, who is a devout agnostic if not atheist mm-hmm. says one of the worst problems is that Americans have stopped going to church because mm-hmm. of course he's also very arrogant and he's like, I've got a great moral compass, but everybody else yeah. needs at least something. And you know, and they would go to church on Sundays and what would you do? You'd have dinner with your, you go to lunch with your family afterwards. Well, so one of the components I think that gives evidence to a
1: lack of meaning in life is there's no moral compass that is unifying. You know, it's funny. I was, um, I think it was Monday night. I was watching uh, Monday night football, and Facebook had a commercial, and it was for their Facebook groups. And you know, it was just, it was just a oh, it's the worst I've seen it. Probably a twenty-something or whatever <laughs> going. Um, like, I have no meaning right now, or some something like that. They were typing in, and you got all these responses, and it's like, go do yoga, go do, you know, go find all these things, and it's kind of like. It makes me sad because that's like you're you're speaking to no meaning, and and you're pulling the crowd to do things that okay they might be fun for a moment, and and I think even to go back to my point about when we lost the ability to talk about tangible, meaningful, fundamental things to human beings when we when we when we stopped being able to do that because we got so polarized and angry with each other, we filled that void with the meaningless, you know, ultimately the meaningless things. What's and- Sorry.
3: No, go ahead. I was going to say what's so funny is Facebook's solution to life is to get off Facebook.
1: Right, right. Go <laughs> out and go out and do yoga. Go go,
2: go do something. Go get off of your phone. And you know well, they sat around the big table and they were like, it's
1: never going to happen.
3: Right. Exactly. Everybody's too too into it. And yeah, and um, I thought it was so good. A search yeah. from
1: there there's a there's this meaninglessness and what do you fill that with you talk about floating anxiety uh, you know that's part of this is is that's number 3. Oh my bad. That's next sorry. week. we'll talk Brian. about that. With, oh, sorry here. I'll, everybody's going
0: to something for in it. there. Why
1: can't we podcast isolate him? Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait let me turn his mic on. No more spoilers Brian. <laughs> um
1: but I dropped it and we're not going to talk about it. So you got to come back for it next week.
0: So I'll I'll bring it full circle, like right back to our our podcast theme of relationships, though. Um, When you talk about lack of meaning in life, I don't care who you are. That's not true. I do care who you are. But (laughs) no matter who you are, um, whether you are religious or not, or whatever term you would put for, whether you are a a God-fearing person or a church-going person or not... um, I think it's a fairly universal um, idea that to really have some meaning in life you need to have relationships with people like it's a you, you talk about like um, themes of of TV shows for example or, or books um, you know the rich guy who's got it all except love right mm-hmm. so like we have established as as a society. You cannot have that true meaning in life unless you have um this. a fulfill it, unless what? Unless you have this. Well, unless you
3: have a Whatever that thing is.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I'm saying above and beyond a thing though, a relationship. Like at oh, least yeah. we okay. know at yeah, least yeah, yeah. at least in the back of our minds we know that, right? Like
2: what's your it's imprinted in our DNA mm-hmm. is to be with others.
0: Yes. So well, how I'm, does that add to a lack of meaning in life? Well, I was gonna well, say Well, we intrinsically know, I think that that is true, that we need, you know, relationship with others. Crave real human interaction. Yes. Tangible interaction. And potentially then a relationship with a higher being, Mm -hmm. right? But um, when we have our focus being pulled on all these physical things, all these, you know, um, got to have the next greatest this, next greatest that. iPhone. And our communication, our relational needs communication is down through the floor, like here we are, here's our lack of meaning, like we are not not finding that meaning. Right. And I think this one, the lack of meaning in life,
3: points most directly to what we talk about, Uh, obviously, because, you know, like we said, we're Christians on a podcast, not a Christian podcast, so like, take God out of it. But like if one of your needs is appreciation and you don't get that, if you never get that need, like you are going to have a lack of meeting, but Mm -hmm. if you do get it, you'll have better, you know, and gotten like, if you want to bring back, bring God back into it, we're called to meet people's emotional needs and we're called to do that with people and appreciate people. So like, that's kind of tying that back. But if you have a high need for respect and you don't get it, it's going to be really hard to feel like you have purpose because you don't feel like you're, doing anything because you're not getting that need that
2: you have to have. And I would think a lot of it is the hyper-focus on self in our world today. Yeah. You got to have me time. You got to take care of yourself. You got to do all that kind of stuff. Well, that that isn't how we were created to be. We're created to be interpersonal and to have relationships like you guys are saying. And so your own purpose is to be in
0: relationship and now you're not because you're too focused on yourself. Um, and can I throw one more thing in there? Please do. Um, The stat we have says, you know, 40 to 70% of people were unsatisfied with their jobs in 2019. I don't know if that's like a U.S. stat. Uh Probably. Okay. So, but I would challenge everybody and and me and everybody here and everybody out there. Like, if you're unsatisfied with your job, it might, I mean, yes, it could be the job. (laughs) But I think in a lot of cases, you know, your situation, wherever you are in whatever job, whatever you're doing... The satisfaction can come not just from you know the numbers you're punching into the computer or the the forms you're filling out, but it's the other stuff like you know the coworkers and the um, the not even just personal relationships, but like like finding um, I guess a, a higher meaning in, in accomplishing something beyond yourself.
2: Well, what's what's intriguing about that statistic is probably 20 years ago, Somebody would have answered, "That's not why I have a job. Mm. It's not right. to be, I'm satisfied that I'm pro- providing for my family. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm satisfied that I'm gainfully employed. Right. It wasn't like do you like your job? Like who of our grandparents? Like mm-hmm. oh, I feel so fulfilled. In you know, the, the example I was is, man, I'm just so I'm so happy to dig coal. Right, right? every day. Like, like that the steel j- mill is
0: so wonderful this time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the no. job is supposed to satisfy you."
2: Right, right, yeah. again, you being the center of your world, right, but even if it if even if you are, hey, I provided for my family, mm-hmm. there's valor in that, but to our point, doesn't matter whether it should be that way, shouldn't be that way. The reality is seventy percent of people would like to be satisfied with their jobs and find meaning in it, forty to seventy percent, and they don't, so is that an indicator of a lack of meaning in life? for sure it is,. <laughs> absolutely and so we Mm -hmm. see that people are socially isolated and every day they wake up and they go i don't know why i'm here Mm -hmm. well that's not a good place to be
1: and i think it accurately describes the
2: world 18 months ago Hmm. might as well go to work Ah, what else i got and certainly so through two points i think Mm -hmm. matthias desmet uh is quite accurate Mm -hmm. but what are points three and four We'll have to find out next time.
0: Next time on episode 129, because that is the end of episode 128. Which, sorry, we didn't talk about this before, but we have to do Thursday. FYI. Next week is
1: Thursday. I will not be here either of the days, because I will be at the beach.
2: We'll make it work. We'll make it work. It'll probably be later.
0: Yep. (laughs) All right. We'll let you know on uh, on social media for sure. But next Thursday, uh, around 8.30 or 9.00. Um uh, for as far as uh this episode that's it episode 128 please make sure if you can give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at com. while there as always you can take our relational needs questionnaire and by the way your relational needs can change so if you took that quiz a year ago or 2 years ago or maybe even 6 months ago try it out again see how you compare to your uh last scores and as always thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in rome bye bye
2: See you next week. Bye. Bye. What I wouldn't do for a Ritz cracker right now. Except the Ritz cracker is life.
3: That's sous vide life, man. You said it and leave it. <laughs> <Ben. laughs>
0: no more spoilers, Brian. <laughs> By far, 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 far. Just did it tonight for the first time in about two years. and I don't care who you are. I'm a little jittery from her. I'm telling you, man. it's That's a strong cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm ready to go.
2: And you got yourself a good hard-boiled egg. It was a perfect tug. <laughs> Absolutely.